Hi people, it's Sunny here. Hey hey, this is Zilla. And this is Kev. And you are listening to Doing Life Together with Sunny, Zilla and Kev. Karibuni sana and God bless you. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today for another episode of DLT with Sonny, Zila and Kev. We thank God for this opportunity to minister and be ministered to. And we pray that the Spirit of God may fill us as and benefit from sharing and discussing today. And without further ado, guys, please say hi. Hi. Hi, people. How are you doing anyway? Today's commandment is one of the most popular ones in this uh, day and age in many things. Uh, the seventh commandment, and we're discussing it from the book of Exodus chapter 20, verse 14. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Dun, dun, dun. So guys, back to you. Mm. What does this commandment mean? It means thou shalt not commit adultery. Break it down for us. Break it down. Break it down. <laughs> um, from our contemporary meaning of adultery, I think it means married people do not have sexual relations with unmarried people. Or mm-hmm. married people do not have sexual relations with someone who is not your spouse. I think that's the better meaning. Sony, Sony, do you have anything else on that? Um, maybe just to throw a spanner in the wax. <laughs> <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> I think my, my understanding of, of, of adultery is is what's quote-unquote we, we call it right now cheating, mm-hmm. which doesn't necessarily have to be sexual. Um, yeah, I think cheating can manifest itself in, in, in different ways. So financial, emotional. Um, yeah, I don't know if that would fall uh, in the scope of adultery mm-hmm. in and of itself biblically. But I think the intention and what lawyers call the spirit of the law wow. is... Uh, <laughs> Guys, when he's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, the spirit of the law. I think <laughs> this commandment is meant to like, you know, um, um, like make people be committed to the relation that they have or their marriage. Mm-hmm. So anything that would sabotage their commitment per se... Um, I think is is what maybe this commandment um, sort of like um, asks us to 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 stay away from. So yes, sex 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 outside marriage or sex without no um sex with someone who's not your spouse has the potential of breaking your marriage. But I think there are other ways of infidelity that can also break your marriage and may also equate to adultery. Okay, nice. Yeah. So it all what you're saying is that what can even build to to ad, towards adultery is considered part and parcel of this commandment, which I agree with you. 
and mm-hmm. we've started off on a very nice note which i think maybe Kev can take take it from there but it is why why would god give us this commandment why would he be so precise there's so many sexual sins but god was so precise and say thou shall not commit adultery just even before that can we spend a little time on what um sony is, is saying uh-huh. and i have a question yeah so if spouse a spends their money not on their family but on some someone else which now strains their relationship is that if that can amount to adultery but in itself is it bad um so maybe just to be clear without amounting to adultery yeah so you saying this person is just taking a person who's not their spouse on a date or no even not they are spending money they are building their houses they are taking them on holidays they are doing things hey that's a that, that. <laughs> i think i think i think what matters here and this is something we've seen a lot with jesus is the intention uh-huh the intention why why would you spend so much money taking someone else on holidays on trips on on um building them houses what's your intention and yeah. what is the ripple effect of your action yeah. i think that's what that's i think that's how i would look at it um because we have people who usually spend money in, on other things you know you someone takes you out for coffee blah 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 and it does not put a strain on the marriage finances but i think it goes back to the intention of the heart uh, the, the hearts the heart position because maybe they are doing this as a, a, a sort of a, an escape um because they're not focusing on their marriage so they choose to invest in something else in someone else and it could be financially and in that way it could amount to adultery i guess and then just to add on even what sonia said kev i think such a person are they able to tell their spouse that they are doing that is there lies intertwined like is this what you're doing also breaking other commandments i think that's also another way to know especially in this adultery commandment and the uh, adultery space are you comfortable with like your uh, your spouse knowing what you're doing All right. so that, i think yeah. that's where, where i'm at with my question is yeah because those actions they don't they are not adultery per se but they can amount to mm-hmm. adultery yes, so I think, yes uh-huh. it, it, i think it, it all boils down to the intention the the, the, the intention someone's the, the heart position and yeah and so but is- that they are not adultery It's what we are saying. There is this verse, I'm trying to remember it, which talks about, you know, the process of sin, like as in, not, not really the process, but, but how putting yourself in a compromising situation can lead to a sin is actually sin. I'm going to look for that verse and I will share that. But to add to that point is what Sony is saying. If it is going, if it, it boils down to the heart, and you know that this you, you you are a human being and you know this the consequences of this may be adultery or your intentions are adultery you're already in sin 
so I believe that indirectly, yes, you have committed adultery within an earlier stage, not only the sexual like part of it, but you're you're putting yourself in a situation that can actually put you in the actual scene and you're consciously doing it if you yeah especially the consciously part i mean not really because adultery is now the sexual part of it so if if what you are doing can amount to the strain which then can amount to adultery then that's another thing do you get what i'm saying yes yes yeah yeah so maybe you've not co- broken the commandment of do not committed adultery, but you've broken so many other commandments, which may maybe include cheating, coveting, or because and that thing for the heart. Why are you doing it? Why are you lying to yourself that this thing won't lead to that action? Deceiving yourself, you know. So no, yes, someone. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah, because you can't. It might not be the act, but especially if you're in a marriage and you know your role. Christ, you were told, for example, to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Are you, uh-huh. by you doing all those activities, is it inhib- inhibiting you from doing what you are called to do as a husband mm-hmm. or as Definitely. a wife? So yeah. you you may not have done the act, the sexual act, but you have in many ways broken trust, you've broken, you've done so many things, which might be actually it would have been better if you committed the act, you know. So... <laughs> the, <laughs> no, yeah, to be honest, sometimes people say psychological cheating is worse than the actual thing. So, you know, that's also destroying someone's feelings, destroying their mind. Your, yeah. So many things. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But well, now we're talking about just this sexual thing. Yes, today we are talking mm-hmm. about this sexual thing. All the right, so you are asking. mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. It had yeah. to have an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that. All right. Yeah. So now we, we were asking um, why God had to give this commandment. Yes. And I think our tangent also touches on that. Yeah. Because train in relationships caused by adultery now can be disastrous to people mm-hmm. can be disastrous to our mental well-being to our um psychological well-being things like those mm-hmm. so now he cares about us because he knows the consequences of those of that act mm-hmm. number two he knows um sexual sin is as said in the bible um something against your own body because in all the other ones you're sinning against someone else but now sexual sin causes you to go against now your own body he knows our bodies are the temple of the holy spirits let not defile them he knows basically he knows this is not anything good nothing good can come of this yeah yeah Nice. That's that's very conclusive. Sony, what else do you have to add on that? Um, I think what we have seen is that marriage is a very important institution in society, mm-hmm. and it's a god. It's a god ordained, and God Himself established the institution of marriage. So I think this this commandment um, helps helps not only helps the people within the institution. Um, protect the institution itself 
but it also helps the establishment and the not the sanity but the stability of society such that if marriage is a very central and important unit of the society um also which is also the the, the source of families and children and all that if we are able to protect this institution we not only protect the people in it but we also protect the society at large so i think this commandment um is meant to do that and that that's why i think god is very intentional about having it um in this yeah in in, in the 10 commandments that's oh. what i'd say yeah and I, I like how you brought out the institution bit because as Christians, we make an oath between like you, the person and God. So I think one of the reasons why as it, the commandment is there, it's just to protect us also, quote unquote, from the wrath of God, if I may put it, not really wrath, but we'll talk about God's wrath later. But, you know, when you make an oath, like God gives expects us okay in these standards and um, it can be broken but he he values us keeping that oath which we made to him and as Sonia said it's a sacred things sacred thing and God knows that it is and that's why there are like these measures to help protect it and also to protect ourselves from the consequences that we have mentioned and speaking of God when did this ever come up, this issue of adultery ever come up in the time of Jesus Christ? And what do you guys think about, what, what did Jesus say about adultery? And how does that also, you know, reflect on how we should live and it's relevant to us? There's this verse that says in Matthew 5, chapter, uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 27, uh, it says, you've heard that it was said, you must not commit adultery. But I tell you, that if a man looks at a woman and wants to sin sexually with her, he has already committed that sin with her in his mind. So uh, this is what Jesus said basically about this law. Jesus said, it's not enough just not to do it. You've got to be better than that. You've, you've got to erase every possibility of doing it in your mind. And since we're not capable of doing that as mere humans, that's why the whole issue of grace, which we talked about, is uh, coming into play uh, here, which um, Jesus said, uh, once you're a Christian, you're a new creature. Your, your mind is renewed. You're transformed by the, by the renewal of your mind. And this is exactly what he's talking about here. Um, if a man uh, thinks about sexual relations with a woman, you've already sinned with her in your mind. This is from the easy-to-read version. So I guess that's what Jesus said about it. He yeah. said, be better than what is what was expected of you in the Old Testament. Hmm. That's a good verse. I had to go there. And then this one, mm -hmm. maybe Sony can take it, is the next part says, if your right eye causes you to stumble, gorge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body. So Sony, those married people who go put in fire emojis on unmarried people's <laughs> Instagram pics or DMing single people, what do you have to say about that? And how, 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 because I think this is where it might be tricky. Someone might be listening right now and they're like, I'm not even married. How does this apply? 
what what do you have to say about that whole scenario hey, hey first of all this nairobi made <laughs> I think it's so sad because I've been having a conversation with some other group of my friends and you know we're just talking and you know you start you start hearing conversations about how married men are just approaching um young girls and if you if you're a young lady in uh, yeah in your prime you know how it goes in the workplace you know how it goes even sometimes even in your family um and sometimes of course there's that there's the narrative that the married man is responsible for for maintaining his marriage and that is true and that is true um we also have responsibility as as the society at large as members of the society to respect other people's marriages and respect the institution of marriage not because sometimes it's not because you respect the person themselves because because if they're in your dm unajuata all labda wamejikosea heshima but it's for you to yeah i i say it unapologetic <laughs> but it's for us to respect the institution of marriage not necessarily the the parties in it but the institution of marriage in itself and guard our hearts and you know limit our interactions even with people who seem to not respect their their vows themselves so for me personally i i do not like engaging with i have strict boundaries when it comes to um engaging with married men i don't i don't like those jokes if they in my dms you know block leave i don't like because for me it's and it's not because i respect them or i hate them but it's because of my my relationship with god i fear god enough to mm. respect the institution that he created yeah wow yeah and, and yes and because of the ripple effect and how how marriage is key in the society itself and the institution of and and society as a whole that's why i i do it and i'm just going to encourage any other person manzi just block those moves from those married guys i know they have money and all but just uh just cut cut them off and it goes even for the young men who are being approached by by older women wachana wachana nayo yeah and well that's 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 really real and so and it's something that's happening at places of work and everything and like how there's this culture as you've seen there, there's a lot of you know content promoting promoting adultery and you know just a food for thought i learned this from a friend who was attending some discipleship classes and they were asked and challenged and asked isn't it funny how we would want god to marriage and yet what we watch and the content we follow promote adultery with their cheering for guys you know like when you're watching those series and you're 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 you know the kind of content also we are putting in into our heads and our minds is kind of brainwashing us so that's also another challenge for us as christians you know even what we put in what we see even as just we've read you know what we are watching and speaking of that culture and the content there are some statements that come up which i've heard and sometimes they are kind of annoying of like ah don't worry all men cheat or at your girls don't get caught because they are smart they're never caught like this is some of the things which are fuel hey hey, 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 hey. fuel 
These are some of the things which are fueling adultery. Kev, what would you say about such 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 culture, such of a culture in in this state? First of all, um, a, a, a movie that's just positivity from start to end is not entertaining. Mm-hmm. Do you agree or not? A movie that is positivity from yeah, start so, to end. Yeah, so I think a movie about a happy couple from beginning to end. Yeah. It, that's not, it's not entertaining. You, you, oh. you wouldn't watch that yourself. Hey, okay, now. <laughs> it, listen, there are Christian yeah. movies which have acted about adultery, and I have, I can put a recommendation, but have not shown, like, you know, there are so many, Kev, the kind of content out there these days, and I don't even want to mention series because most of us are victims to it. They show the act, they have many pornographics, like pornographic pictures, yeah. and they're their routine for the adulterous couple. If you watch a mm-hmm. Christian movie that's talking about adultery, it will not be rooted for the <laughs> adulterous couple. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, mm-hmm. this movie called War Room. I watched it, and the husband was about to cheat. And this is a Christian movie. But they showed how the woman prayed and he got a stomach upset. But still, the whole issue of adultery was addressed without rooting for adultery. Yeah, yeah. So... That was not a movie that was all positivity, but it also mm-hmm. showed like this is life, you know. Exactly. Yeah, I, I just wanted to bring about that. Um, oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. So even like the mainstream movies, yes, they're entertaining and yes, they're um, good to watch. Have you you have fun watching them? But if at all, like like the verse that you've just said, if if your eye causes you to sin, take it off. So if that's what if if no, I'm not saying you take off your eyes, just don't watch Block the movie. Block that guy. Block them. Just, yeah, exactly. If if they are what are enticing you to not honor what God says, then those are the people who you need to block. Then those are the things that you not don't need to do, because even though the culture of out out there or out here. Or in here is <laughs> is very toxic. The culture is very, very, very toxic. Relationships, like even friendships, are hard to come. Good friendships, loyal, are, are very hard to come by these days. Because one time you just share something deep with your friend, the next minute you find it on social media. And Everywhere, everyone knows your, your, your <laughs> you're getting friend requests on, on Facebook from people you don't even know. Kumbe, they just want to know more about you because of the things they had. Yeah? <laughs> the, the culture is very toxic. I mean, and that's why you find people being very skeptical about good relationships, good marriages, things like those. So now they want to even break them apart because. They defy the norm, yeah. But we all yeah. must be better than that, yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And what just that's hey, that's that's good. And I like what you said. Sometimes it's just things from the past, inadequacies that we may feel, you know, like things which we cannot, you know, contain. And that also just brings me to the what has come up is the story of the Samaritan woman. 
which was it's a very unique story by the way and it talks about an adulterous woman and when I think as in of what, and I think you guys should also be thinking of your parting shots at this point, <laughs> when I think of a parting shot on this matter, after all we've discussed, is the story of this woman comes up and Jesus was conversing with her. She had about seven partners, if I'm not wrong. And Jesus immediately identified that she was thirsty. And not that physical kind of thirst, you know, but one which can only be quenched by Christ, not by men. And we see sometimes that the motive of sin is 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 just caused by some emptiness within us that only Jesus can fulfill. We may run to affairs, maybe to get excitement or emotional needs met. And, you know, even as Kevin said, sometimes it may go as far as, you know, your friendships having broken your trust. And so you live in constant distrust. And but that these things we run to, like, you know, affairs, they are short term and ca they can only lead to birthing more sin. And that's why we, we just need to stick to running to Jesus, you know, and asking him to fill our hearts and asking us, asking him to make us whole. And some of these things, I'm not a psychologist, but it, it needs healing. And healing from above is the best, my friends, if you're listening to this. And if the Samaritan woman could come out, have that encounter with Christ and go and talk about Christ, who are we not to? We have all been called to the same, you know, open arms. Yeah, and I don't know what you guys have to say that you'd like people to take home from all this. My parting shot, um, I'm still going to talk about, you know, the married people in in in, in your DMs or the married guy who's um, cutting you at work <laughs> and all those things. Um, mm. It is very unfortunate that that person may not be in a position to respect their vows and their union. I've said this, and it's not up to you to to be complicit co complicit to to their to them sinning and them um, being unfaithful. So you have a choice. You have a choice not to be part of that equation and you have the power to say to say no. And if this helps for me, I usually, some of, one of the reasons or one of the main reasons I obey some of God's commandments is not because of the people who are protected or the church or because the pastor told me or because what I, my friends would think or what my parents would think. No, it's because of my commitment and my respect for God. So because mm -hmm. I respect God, I yeah. I honor I honor his commandment and I, I have that fear for uh, I fear God enough to say, you know, this is your institution. You created this institution. You've told us not to do this and this. I may not understand it. I may not know like what is going on right now on earth with these married people and how they are misbehaving. Um, some of them are really nice. But because I love you, God, and because I honor you and I respect you, I'm going to obey this commandment and I'm not going to be complicit to them sinning. So if that encourages you, um, that's how I usually go about this commandment. For my honor and my respect and my love for God fuels me to respect this commandment and stay away from these married people who may not be respecting their own vows. Yeah. Kev, your parting shot. Um, respect your own body. I think um, once we begin to realize the consequences that something that we do can happen to something that we do can the the consequences that can happen. Yes, that's the word. Then you 
really begin to think twice before doing something. I think today's culture is very YOLO, even though that's uh, a faded out term. It's, it's very YOLO in the sense that people really want to do something that's active, something that's happening, something that gets a little bit of drama in their lives. But once you think about how it can affect you, then you, would, you wouldn't probably do it. So don't have regrets in future because of something that you can avoid today. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, I think this has been a deep session, a very uh, needs some time to unpack. I, I think it's worth noting that this commandment, just like all the other commandments, is quite packed and we can't surely break it in, into all the facets. And so this is not the end of the discussion. Converse with us on IG. Tell us what you think. Tell us yeah. what you think we should, you know, carry on. We're we going to get into these things deeper later and we'd really appreciate your input. And I pray that even as you listen to this, I, I come into the end and you get some moment to reflect. May God speak to you and, you know, share with us. We are really appreciating your feedback otherwise have a blessed time and god bless you see you next time bye bye